Tom. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Good afternoon. Today I think we are speaking about thrift, something of which I am absolutely shocking. Steve, maybe you can give us some tips. I absolutely can and I wish to say straight up front that thrift as a subject contains my second most favourite tip in the entire book. Well, we're kind of um, shooting our load a little bit early there for episode five <laughs> to be on Steve's second favourite tip already. <laughs> I know. He's going to have to tease his favourite <laughs> until at least episode 20. Uh, well, yes, I'm going to keep my, f- my most favourite one. Maybe need some more favourites favorite like Bruce Forsyth. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm keeping my favourite. Okay. The powder on it is being kept dry. Mm. It's going to be a mystery thing okay. that will be revealed. A bit like who shot JR. Who's JR? Oh, my God. Do you know who JR is? I do. Of course he knows who JR is. You, do, you honestly don't know who JR no. is? John. Although oh I was going to say, dear. I was going to say I know, but was it Dallas? It was Dallas, oh. yes. Uh-huh. It was a famous was. cliffhanger. In uh-huh. It lasted it's a sopranos year. Sopranos or something. <laughs> no. exa- almost exactly like Sopranos. So, <laughs> sopranos with oil. What? Who? What show was it then? Dallas. And so Dallas shot JR in Dallas. I think we should they move gave on. Away Look, with the, they gave that away with the title. Steve, move on, please. Sorry, I'm so love of God. Mm. <laughs> right, we're <laughs> going to talk about thrift, because thrift was the thing that the Sunday Post most admired. If you wrote in with a tip on thrift, then you were regarded even better than the best housewife, because thrift was the thing in the 1950s. We, we survived on thrift. We survived on reusing, redoing repurposing well, it's, men. it's post-war isn't it so so, so yeah. that oh, idea of you. being thrifty and, and and being very careful with your money and using those scant resources as we were still coming out from the war yeah. that was a necessarily very important there part was, of society you're absolutely right. they talk about recycling now in a for the future way they did recycling in the past because it was an absolute necessity there it was, was a no other thing way you had to, do to yeah. Yeah. yeah so can we dive straight, straight into this? And yes, I'll give you up. my second most favourite tip of all time. You ready? Mm. Don't discard empty tea packets without unfolding the bottom. About a teaspoonful of tea is generally tucked away inside the folds. And that's from Miss Betty Forrest, 16 Primrose Street, Glasgow. I'm completely lost. No, I'm, I'm on what board. What is a T-Y? T-Y's. T-Y's. It's been oh, wise about <laughs> T. Well, yeah, I was thinking T-Y is in the letters, like T-Y. It's going it? to be a long, <laughs> long podcast. T-Y's. No, see, I'm, I'm on board right. with that. I think, I think that's perfectly legitimate. Yeah. There's nothing... Oh, well, you kind of do that with your cereal, don't you? You sort of sugar the box about yes. it a little bit. Yeah, anyway, it's the same sort of thing. Although it's all usually just get dusty dust stuff. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But, but tea is, is sort of dusty anyway. It is, and it's folded in the bottom. Even in a... Modern tea bags yeah. bag. There's, yeah, there's loose a lot of tea loose dust stuff. in the bottom. But if you think about the mentality behind that, you unfold the the bag at the bottom and you tip out and keep carefully this amount of tea, and it gets you one extra <laughs> cup of tea in the bottom of that. And that is the level of thrift that was admired. And that woman won a prize for sending in what did she that win? tip. Tea uh, no, she won a guinea. How much is a guinea in terms of... What do, you, what, what do you think? I'm curious. Oh, a pound or something. Fair enough. You're close <laughs> enough, yeah. It's a one pound and one shilling. 
which is like one, one pound, pound and five p. Close. That's good. They anyway, can. but this woman was regarded as that was an absolutely brilliant tip, and it's one of the ones I've put really far up the chapter because I was so impressed of it with it but because it's it says so much. It is common sense, but it says an awful, awful lot about people of the time, about this woman, and about what was admired. This was regarded as absolutely brilliant, good so, thinking. Miss mm. Tell tell me this, Miss, Miss Betty. Finan, when did mm -hmm. you remember tea bags becoming um, common? Oh, yeah. I don't think I saw a tea bag until certainly the seventies. I I remember tea. You were two or three. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> twenty or thirty. Um, I always remember tea being served with a through a strainer, or a, depending on how big the tea bags, the tea leaves were, it, depending on what sort of strainer was used. The net ones were used for very thin, dusty tea. But the, the tea was more likely to have little gritty bits in it or more leaves in it. And if you hadn't put it through a strainer, then there was the leaves in the bottom of the tea and you had to not swirl up your tea uh, towards the end and almost... And you could read them. In less than could be read. Because there was a whole uh -huh. thing about turning it three times with a shins kind of thing before yes. you could re read the tea read leaves. The, yeah. that, Has that anyone had their tea leaves read? I have not. I, I, no. It's, it's obviously I've, I've done it for somebody... <laughs> yeah. And sort and of pretending what I was like looking that stupid at. card trick you taught me. That was a great card well, trick. Oh yeah, but it's silly. But here's like so. So my question, kind of about the, the, the tea bags, was: Do you do, what do you remember thinking about them when tea bags became a thing? Uh, was it did, was it sort of ridiculous and and bourgeois? <laughs> was it, it was definitely bourgeois, and they were more expensive per cup of tea when they came out. But when I regarded them as a, a great thing, um, revolutionary. Um, I tell you why. One of the reasons I, re I regarded it as a great thing was because it meant I would get a stronger cup of tea because <laughs> one tea bag per cup. And I grew up in my household, the tea was always very, very weak, which is a, a product of the Second World War because uh, during the war they didn't have much tea. So my father grew used to weak tea. And when I was growing up and my father would make a cup of tea, it was always extremely weak. And to this day, I I can't stand tarry thick tea because I I don't think that's what tea consists well, of. I, I think do tea like should be See, I, I, weak. I, I, so I you really would rather have pissy tea water? How dare you? <laughs> Effectively. <laughs> See, I, I really like you know Earl Grey or Darjeeling or Assam gentle, light, mild, mm. you know, stewed, stewed mm. root for a minute or two. But I also mm. I love a cup of builders. I love a cup of. Hot my, my, my wife takes the absolute mick out of me because. Uh, and refuses, in fact, to make me a cup of tea on those occasions where I want a cup of builders because I put three tea bags wow. in oh. a cup of tea. And do you oh have my it on its own, like black like, tea? Guys, no, we're no, talking no, about no, no, builders. Builders. So okay. it's milk, milk and uh, a good glug of milk and a couple of sugars at least, which is the antithesis of. Uh, absolutely. We are <laughs> talking about thrift and you're talking about three tea bags per cup. See, that is how far decadence. we've come. I'm not a two time tea bag person. You know, like people that. Use tea bag, leave it on sign, then go back to later. Like that's just not a thing. Well, when I was growing up, there was five of us in a family, and one tea bag did five cups. That's why I like pissy water. It it was it was a very pale, odd colour, but um, and you weren't allowed to put too much sugar in it. I can't remember my mother said that. It maybe because she just didn't want to use an awful lot of sugar. But she used to say you can't put tea. too much sugar in tea, yeah. and I never understood why. But I didn't have a lot of sugar. Certainly I put two sugars in my tea. Certainly one tea bag, two sugars. Politely, one should should very if you've got very good quality tea, one should be very parsimonious with the sugar because yeah. that fights the flavour. I does. like the yes. sugary uh -huh. bit that you get at the bottom. That's what does it for me. 
It's because you're not stirred properly. I like that though. <laughs> was there not um, as well with tea bags? There was. I'm, I think this is not apocryphal that one of the ideas for tea bags came from the fact that samples came from India and China in the early days of being brought across in little silk bags, oh, and people right. didn't realise that they were just packaging, uh-huh. and so actually use those to to, um, to make the tea. I think that actually oh, was, I, I, the, the, I hadn't the, heard that one. That's an interesting concept. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. I think, but maybe that's why it's apocryphal. Maybe somebody just made up that story because it sounds quite yeah, it uh, sounds believable. appealing and, yeah. and believable. I tell you what else. I regard tea bags that have got a string attached to them as very, very posh, oh, ostentatious. Right. I never know what to do with them because half the time I lose the tag thing and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've got to get a spin anyway. You know. And uh, adverts for tea bags used to make much of the how big the holes in the tea bag were to let the flavour float out. It was the. The advertising okay, so jingle advertisement for the time. Yorkshire tea. It was, something like oh. that. Did you recognise my Yorkshire well, tea? Well, only a little bit. Right, I'm going to do it more often then. Mm. Let's the flavour float out. That's enough of Steve's attempt at his Yorkshire accent. <laughs> Let's have a little break with him and his lovely Dundee accent. All of these are true, you know. They were genuinely written into the Sunday Post in the 1950s. They're clever and useful, but sometimes they're also funny. But you're not laughing at the people who wrote in. You're nodding and remembering the type of people they were. You can hear their voices and laughing as a way of reconnecting with them as they were back then. This is your mum, your aunt, your grandmother. And you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. Hello again, <laughs> listener. I hope you're well. Anyway, in that talk of thrift and tea bags, we have not asked the single most important question that will ever crop up in anybody's life. Do you put the milk in first? No. Or the tea in first? No. The tea Neither. in first. <laughs> None of the above. No, always the tea bag and the sugar, then the milk. Wrong. That's the wrong way to do it. Oh, yeah, according to some old biddy from coal <laughs> sign or something. It is the wrong way to do it, and I'll tell you exactly why. You put the milk in first, because then when you pour the tea in, you've got less chance of staining it your good bone doesn't china. Stain. Yes, it does. Well, yeah, it does if you don't wash the cup. It stains eventually. And bear in mind, we're, like, we're wanting the bone china to last for... Ever. Generations. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's passed on to your grandchildren. Yeah. Do you put the milk in first, guys? We well, see that's one of those classic things. I think it's one of those brilliant examples of. I've, I've got a phrase which I, I'm terribly fond of, which is pedantry is fractal. Like, however what? deep. What? <laughs> pedantry is fractal. However deep you go into something and, and tell somebody, I know that's not right, it's this. Somebody will, there'll always be somebody who knows more, or there's another layer of pedantry to find within that. So, some know it all. Classically, the, the whole thing was yes, you put the. Uh, milk in first because that then protects the incredibly thin <laughs> china that you have from the hot tea so it stops yeah. it from cracking but then people say I know you want to put the tea in first because you can see the clarity of the tea yeah. otherwise you can end in up with a bone china. tea yeah. and then oh god there's another layer beyond that that puts it the other way around again you can judge you can judge better how strong the tea is if the milk is in it already because you can tell by the colour, yes, that's the consistency, that's the colour, that's the flavour I want. 
It takes longer to do that because you can well, have to squish the tea bag about and again. Now there is another good example I of the way we regard the world. If it takes longer, it's worth it. It's if you not. Get, it's worth it if you get a better product. Surely. Well, that's, a, that's time the, is money. The tea ceremony thing, of course, in, in Japan <laughs> is that those take a very, very long time to do mm. properly, and it's a highly ritualized and symbolic, but also genuinely, pragmatically, this is how you get the best yeah. copy <laughs> at the end of it. Right, okay. If you're having a cup of tea, what would you have with it? Oh, a biscuit. Biscuit, if it, if it was like just a general day-to-day, you know. Right, here we go then. You would have biscuits, and you okay. want your biscuits to be crisp. Digestives. Crisp biscuits. I always tape up my biscuit tin lid after every use. I find this keeps the biscuits fresh and crisp to the very end. From J. Robertson of Carlisle. That's just... You know, you, you know when you've had a couple of swallies and you come in and you want, you just want something that's you know, it's an awful lot of effort to unwrap the the biscuit. Tin. No, but 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 even more pr- practically, right? That's there's still a volume of air inside that tin. The egress or ingress of additional air through yeah. the very fine sellotape. That's just not going to make oh. a difference. Also. You, Finnan, are coming here with your thrift talk. How uh-huh. much mileage of throwing sellotape? away at willy nilly. <laughs> like, if you're talking about a biscuit tin with a circumference of fifty centimeters, you're going through yards and yards. I, I think you you have overlooked the fact that the pass it on tip reuses it cannot be wrong. So no, therefore, she, she doesn't. She doesn't re- Do you know reuse it. That's the thing she says, or he. That's why there's so much plastic in the seas. Yeah, well, exactly. It started with your generation. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> It is not the fault of 1950s housewives that there is too much plastic in the sea. I'm not accepting that. No, it's, it's, second. it's the fault of 20-something women off. with their microbeads in their exfoliating shower products. That's what it is. That's what's Don't going on. microbeads. And people moaning what? about... Sorry, what? <laughs> never mind, Steve. People moaning about um, <laughs> McDonald's getting rid of plastic sauce. And that is an absolute cheek. Like, you know, oh, they go mushy. Suck it up. Literally, literally suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh I no no wait a minute I've I've tried that I don't like that straw and buy reusable metal ones that's what I've got a metal straw yeah it's just wrong it's not I've I did it's a wrong. Kickstarter thing no, for a metal wrong. straw that is in two parts it slides apart so mm-hmm. you can stick it in the dishwasher and clean it it's honestly I really like Why I've got a, a straight straw? I've got a straight one and I've got a sort of bent one I, and I, a little spooly cleaner thing I have a, a four year old daughter that's why I have straws yep. Okay. Well, well, you're not going to drink your gin and tonic. What are straws glass? made of? What? What are straws made of? Nowadays. Bad straws. Bad straws. Mm-hmm. Plastic. Right. You've led me into a tip. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Connie led anybody <laughs> no, into anything no, at that point. No. You tricked me into that trap. <laughs> right. I'm going to give you a tip on thrift and plastic because mm-hmm. this will prove who has performed well on keeping the environment clean. Plastic goods. My plastic brush had a split in the handle. I smoothed it out with a hot iron. Hey presto, it is as good as new. From Mrs. C. Campbell, 41 Roman Avenue, Drumchapel, Glasgow. So, we have recycled a plastic thing and we saved the planet and your generation let it go to the dogs. Or in fact, go to the oceans. Plastic brush? Yes. Are you insinuating like a dustpan and shovel or like a big... 
Sweeping brush. I think we're probably dustpan and shovel. Okay. I'm actually impressed you know what dustpan and shovel is. Well, how do you think I sweep my floors? With sour milk. No, that's washing them, according to you. <laughs> sour milk, just for, for our listeners' uh, attention here, sour, sour milk cleans linoleum wonderfully well. Good job, I've got laminate then, isn't it? <laughs> but you see, I, I'm totally down with that tip. I think that's a perfectly reasonable and responsible thing to no, do. So, so, of course, the mantra, the mantra is reduce, reuse, recycle. Recycle Indeed. being the last Wait, step. Are you, you talking sh- about the sour milk or the dust? No, God, the no, God, okay. no. The sour milk's clearly not. <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, we're back to the plastic brush. Uh-huh. Reduce, reuse, recycle. We say recycle last because actually that's the least resource responsible way mm. of using our, our assets. So we're at reuse here and we're repairing it. 100% behind yeah. that. There's no reason at all. We definitely are too much of a disposable society. Oh, yeah, we definitely, definitely do too readily think, oh, that's a bit broken, screw it, I'll go and buy another one. Yeah, well, you've you got likes of do. home bargains yeah. and B&M or whatever Which that you can charge, that you can just run in and you buy get one. It's these things for a quid. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and people throw them out. Yes. And that is wrong. That would have horrified my mother. Was the dustpan and brush shovel thing, was the handle made of wood? Or no, plastic. the handle was made of plastic. Right, so it how, they, how do they iron out the plastic without melting it? They did melt it, that's the point. They did melt it, yeah. They so it so back, back together. together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so using applying some heat just to reform that plastic right. to right. do it. And I think that's... That's pretty right, cool. I'm sorry, I will, we'll need to stop soon because I'm going away home and I'm going to look up exactly what a plastic microbead is. <laughs> It's for extension. I, sh- sh- shall we... Um, what? No, that's not what I mean by microbeads at all. Oh, I was well, say, microbeads are a form of ex- hair extension. Yes, but we, we can gift Steve with some lovely exfoliating shower gel with <laughs> microbeads. <laughs> oh, those microbeads. Yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. Well, extension microbeads can't be good because they must... When they come out of here, they just kind of go down the plug, which is plastic. So. Absolutely. So right, microbeads uh, in, 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 uh, in shower gel, they are tiny, tiny little particles things. of plastic so that when you are uh, enrobed in the scent of jojoba, jojoba, <laughs> as Billy Connolly calls it, um, when you're enrobed in the scent of your lovely um, shower gel, that you're exfoliating the gruff exterior. Absolutely. <laughs> God, the idea of Stephen fake tan. But this is a bad thing because those microbeads then they don't break down. They go down the, in the, into the ecosystem, into the oceans, and they are picked up by bacteria, uh, sorry, by plankton, uh, oh, things and, oh, and then by fish, and then by all the way up the food, food chain. And we have them in our bodies. We have microplastics in our bodies because it has gone all the way up the food chain from that. So it's a bad thing. Plastic beads were clearly a bad thing, or are clearly a bad thing, which proves beyond all shadow of a doubt that old ways were better. The Sunday Post Pass It On book is the Bible of all things that are good. I rest my case, my lud. <laughs> well, I think that's enough about microbeads and plankton for today. Um, next week, Steve and Chris and I will be speaking about... Do you know yet? Have you decided? I think we'll speak about curtains. Curtains? Well, I guess that's curtains for this episode. I think so too. Join Steve and Chris and me next week for more genius or possibly madness, depends what you think, from households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more from us in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. 
And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.